0: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Give Me That Take, the fastest growing Live Golf podcast of 2023. Stick around for more takes like this.
1: What is the generic Lego piece? Like if you were going to say, give me, if you were going to describe one piece of Lego, one thing, what, would, what color, what shape, what size?
0: Uh, it's blue and it's the, the two by two brick, the square. The square. Yeah. Interesting. Because when I picture a Lego, I picture yellow because isn't yellow like the color of the yellow is the color of the Lego people. That's right. Uh, which the Simpsons took from. Oh, Simpsons. OK, I just made that up. I don't oh, know. Matt, God. The Matt Gronig, <laughs> feel free to reach out. Let us know if that's right or not.
1: Why the f-, f did someone invent Legos? Like, what was what purpose did the Lego serve back in God? I don't even know.
0: I'm gonna look this up while you
1: answer this for me. What year Legos okay. were founded?
0: So this is they. They um, it was like the 50s or 60s. They came out. They're out of their Norwegian of some sort. I want to say like Sweden or or norway is okay. where they came out of i mean you i know, didn't know it's... you were
1: i did not know you were a lego historian danish i i
0: actually. yeah uh, okay so it's i norwegian danish. okay yep. uh i'm danish uh so point of pride no um Apple so i love i love playing <laughs> i love playing with legos as a kid i have legos Uh, On my wall, I got some Batman Legos and Star Wars Legos and stuff like that. I got a little Lamborghini that my brother gave me that I put together. So I'm a fan, uh, you know, and uh, I mean, if it was winter nine months out of the year, you'd want to, you know, put something together and break something apart so you wouldn't kill yourself and everybody around you. So it makes sense to me a little bit. Okay, so the original Legos were like wood makes way more sense. But obviously, yeah,
1: but the transition to this stupid and like, all right, we'll start here. What is the generic Lego piece? Like if you were gonna say, give me if you were gonna describe one piece of Lego, one thing, what would what color, what shape, what size?
0: Uh it's blue and it's the the two by two brick, the square. The square. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Because when I picture a Lego, I picture yellow. Because isn't yellow like the color
0: of... The yellow is the color of the Lego people. That's right. Uh, which the Simpsons took from. Oh, Simpsons. Okay. I just made that up. I don't oh, know. Oh, God. The Matt Simpsons Groning, have done everything. Matt, Gronig, feel free to reach out. Let us know if that's right or not. Okay, I so know, you- Obviously, I know you're listening, so... Yes, yeah, obvious. So you think the 4 by 4 was the original block? Because to me, it seems
1: like... There it are just, far more three by, or two by two, you said. So if they're far more three by two yellows than anything, I feel like if you got if you like went and dug through your Legos, you'd find more three by two yellows than any other one.
0: Uh, I mean, that, that that's that's a solid case. I just think of like when it was first developed. I mean, what do you start with? The, the classic foundation for anything is, you know, a square. So it is. But you can't build anything with Legos unless you have a bottom. I mean, you're a bottom. We build tons of stuff out of you. You teed that up for me. Uh, I did. You know, sorry. Um.
1: Okay. So the best thing you ever made out of Legos as a child, before oh, you turned into an
0: adult child and built really. Companies. Yeah. No. Um. The well, they didn't like nowadays. They have, you know, uh, everything has been licensed out. So you have Harry Potter and you have you have Marvel and DC and. You know, everybody's got their their finger in the pie and, you know, good for them because they're, you know, it's it's all about making money. Right. I'm sure if the PGA could get into it, they'd do the same fucking thing. Um, but back <laughs> in the day, that wasn't really that wasn't really a thing. Uh, You know, it was more like, you know, uh, you know, you had the space set and then you had like medieval knights and stuff. And I remember just I had a spaceship and I thought it was the coolest fucking thing in the world.
1: Okay. Give me two seconds. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring something and you're gonna tell me what this Lego item is. Hang on. Okay. I probably should have had the props ready for the You, for you the totally show. should have. Yeah, I okay. mean they're right here in the room. Um I'm gonna break my kid's Lego shit and he's gonna be so mad. Uh
0: can you see that? made like a rudimentary car. That's a decent car, right? Yeah. Or like a tractor. Could be a tractor. Um a man standing on
1: a rocket. Maybe this is Kim Jong. And that is
0: that Jim is Jung-ing. like the original sets from the late 80s, early 90s. I had those sets. And I bet if I were to drive to my parents right now and get the tub of Legos that they've held on to in the attic, uh all that would be in there. Yeah. yeah, this
1: this is the longest setup ever, just to um, – Tucker wanted to know if this thing could make it down to the Titanic.
0: Um, in all technicality, yes, the plastic probably would, would last a good while. I mean, the thing is, once you get past 10,000, I think it's like 100 atmospheres at that point, so – um unless it was solid plastic it would be crushed into a tiny little bead of plastic at that point cuz you got to think of the 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 weight of all that water is sitting on top of itself right. and that's right. why the atmospheric pressure multiplies as you go down thousands of feet yeah. so at 13,000 feet it's absolutely crushing yeah. literally
1: literally yeah. all right last thing on the legos okay
0: a whole bag of yellow Nice, and a whole a whole bag of blue. Did you just order him Legos on eBay? Is that that? <laughs> I think these are like passed down
1: from generation to generation. I have I'd, no idea.
0: I have no uh, idea. that's what I plan on doing. I, I I did not. Um,
1: I was not a Lego person
0: myself, but obviously, yeah, yeah. That's why you have no imagination. And it makes sense yeah, for sure.
1: <clears throat> um, all right, let's talk like slightly about me. Got back from Hawaii. It's, it's like my second favorite thing to talk Got about. Got back from Hawaii. Aloha hat. What a gorgeous course. I just want to shout out the people who are listening because I'm sure there are a few of them. Uh, the starter on the first hole who was absolute bomb. It was like uh, I don't know, eight o'clock in the morning. He's like, you know what, man? It's going to rain a little bit later. I'm going to send you out on the back by yourself and you're going to get to play all six right on the ocean holes alone in the perfect weather of the day. And God I'll start you out damn. And I was like, "Oh, all right. I'm not gonna say no to that." So I got to play. Of course, it it was a ter- and right after he said that the rain just came out of nowhere psh, on hole ten. So ten was a rainy hole, but once I made once I made the turn out to eleven, and then twelve, and then down the ocean all the way down in back to the clubhouse. It was amazing. Such a truly the ocean course at Holia. I don't know
0: aulia Your like enunciation is awful, but... I, okay. I spent eight days there. I could not pronounce it. You spell. know what? You gave it a shot and I, I appreciate the fuck out of that. They don't. They don't. They, they don't. hate They hate when <laughs> us Howleys try and pronunciate yeah. and all their stuff. They really
1: yeah. do. If you're listening in Hawaii, from Hawaii, thank you. Uh, the two dudes that I played with on the front nine from the cruise ship, uh, Tucker and Sam? I never remember. I know Tucker because it's my kid's name. The other one, I don't remember. Um, cool guys. Good times. Played in the rain. Uh, had some really, actually awesome shots got a couple good drinks on the course and uh had a had a blast so um thank you guys for listening i had a great time with you on the only golf course hope to see you out in hawaii again if you ever get a chance to, to golf in hawaii um Kauai is probably either that or get all the way up in the northwest of maui and uh go on to one of those courses um kapalua i think is probably i had we had bre- we had brunch there one morning right near the golf course um by the Ritz Carlton, it was gorgeous. <clears throat> anyway, I, enough bragging about Hawaii. Hawaii was amazing. <laughs> if you can't tell, uh, we missed recapping the U.S. Open. Um, not a live championship, but some decent live finishes. Ham Smith I, continued
0: his nice run. A good um, amount. A good amount of, of of guys were in the top twenty, top forty. So it's. Not Solid today. trying. I mean,
1: this argument's over. It's been over forever the, that Liv can't compete. I mean, they're, we're not arguing about that any longer. But we do want to see the Liv guys play well against the PGA guys, of course. That's something that we're going to always wholeheartedly root for. Wholeheartedly root for. But we're getting back to the Liv schedule now. Taking the turn, going into the second half. We got seven events down, seven to go. Um, going to start their European... Tour, if you if you will in Valderrama, um, but before they get to Valderrama, let's just recap how the teams have um, how the teams stand here halfway through. The defending champs, the four aces, are still on top. Uh, they're in first place with 124 points. They have one, two, three, four, five top three finishes in seven events. Incredible! That's just super consistency. Um, Stinger GC making some noise. They are currently in second place in the teams scoring with 108 points, with uh three top threes, but three fourth place finishes as well. So right there, um, minus Singapore Stinger's been really good all year, kind of quietly really good all year. Um, then you have Torquay, who's got who have uh, two wins, two two top finishes um, in Orlando and then um, in DC. They have 97 points. And then you kind of have some teams who are... I don't know if they're totally in the mix, but they're not out of it for sure. The Range Goats are not. Last four events, all three... All four events, top four finishes. So they're uh, riding high right now. And, of course, the Crushers, they won the the initial event um, way back, Mayakoba, and they came in third uh, in Singapore. Um, They've got 80 points. So Range Goats at 91 pressures at 90. Then you get into like a hairy region here where the Fireballs yeah. have a win in a second place, but only 66 points because they don't really have any other points to show for it. So I think everybody else below, I, don't, I think there's not much hope for Smash, Ripper, Ironheads, High Flyers, Majestic. I mean, unless the
0: place. wheels fall off for the top five, it's kind of over. Uh, the top five will definitely have a shot at, you know, jockeying for that, that place and atop the the standings for teams at the end. But um, below that, I mean, the wheels would really have to fall off for the top five.
1: Yeah. I think I, you just can't see it. You can't see the four aces being a disaster. You can't see Torquay being a disaster. The range goats, of course not. Uh, they're just so those, those three teams. And then, like I said, Stinger has been quietly, quietly, really good. A team that probably most, even if you follow live, you probably wouldn't have guessed that Stinger was in the top three unless you were following really close. So, um, interesting stuff going into the second half. Your prediction for I know we we predicted going into the season who we thought was going to win. Um, and we, your boys are sitting in fifth place. Um, so are you predicting
0: your boys to come all the way back? It's going to be tough. But I think that if there's – I think there is a chance that we can definitely do it. I think that's going to come with the emergence of Bryson being an actual – not just being a leader in terms of the captain of the of the team, but also his game has done very well um, – the last you know month or two well, yeah, two months uh he's really you know kind of come back and i think uh that alongside everyone doing really well else in the team i think there's a really good chance we could do it yeah
1: i i mean it's top 3 is definitely not out of the question for crushers you see i think that would be something that that they would be really excited about it's a re- that is a really tough grouping there between torque the goats and the crushers Those three teams are very interchangeable in my mind. They all have, you know, a couple top players. And um, it's going to be interesting to see here with this European stretch. We're going to talk, you know, Valderrama. Um, We won't have our picks this week because uh, Jay is not here with us on tonight's show. So we will um, get those to you via Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram already, we'll put up a graphic with our three picks um, midweek so you can uh, get your bets in for Valderrama but um yeah w- going from Valderrama to uh London uh, th- you know to just continuing on um and then back to Greenbrier which is like West Virginia I think and then Bedminster um these two Can't here Bedminster. I know I'm pumped too but the the Valderrama and London of course everyone's going to be all over Fireballs and Majestics for this thing but don't forget like the Torque guys um not from America either <laughs> so um you know stinger not an American team. So uh Ripper, not an American team. Uh what that's like my, my one of my favorite my one thing I didn't think I was gonna be really excited about was how this international these international teams would perform and how excited I would be to see guys who aren't just like no offense, Wyndham Clark, congratulations on your US Open win, but is there a wider name or more poster child for the guy you is going to win the U S open every year, you know, uh, I mean,
0: I, I feel back for fad for his brother, Marriott Clark. I mean, at least, you know, <laughs> he was conceived at a Wyndham.
1: You that know? was, that was worse than cheese or apple Danish. Yeah. Uh, that one that one was way worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, go, yeah. So All Star break heading into the second half. We will be at an event in the second half. So we're excited about that. Um, it's getting closer and closer by the day. Can't wait.
0: Did you play golf? I did play golf. Okay, uh, played on Tuesday. Well, I, I played uh, about multiple times. Yeah, three. I played three rounds since the last time we did a show. All right, how are you hitting them? Let's start there. How are you hitting the driver? I'm hitting the driver better than I've hit the driver in three years. Okay, um, very very happy about that. Uh, I'm hitting my irons really well. Um, what my what's holding me back right now is my wedges especially the, the under 50 yard chipping. That's, that's really what's hurting me is that I, now I'm able to drive to a point where I'm like, I just need to chip on and I'm fucking it up every, every way. <laughs> so I've been focused on, on, you know, in the backyard, mm-hmm. practicing, you know, trying to figure it out so that, you know, my, my game, can get better in that way.
1: Have you ever thought of not hitting the ball? to, like, 40 yards away from the hole to hitting the ball, like, 100 yards away from the hole or 110 yards away from the hole because you ha- can take a full swing. Because you see guys play all the time. You look you look at them, and they're like, why are they hitting... You know, it's a 400-yard hole. Why are they hitting a six-iron off the tee? And they're only hitting it, like, you know, 215 or whatever. And you're mm-hmm. like, well they, well, they feel most comfortable hitting that 175 or that 160, you know? So have you ever considered hitting a different club off the tee on those holes where your blow-up scores happen
0: because you're too close to the green off the tee. That's that's a very interesting thought. Uh, no, I that's an, a tactic that I could use next time to see how that affects everything.
1: Yeah, I think getting yourself into... As you're learning your clubs and your distances, getting yourself into full swing shots is going to help your score... Not as much as having good touch around the green because most of your shots are within 50 yards anyway, right around the green or putting for sure. But if you can take away, if you're not, if you don't have to take two shots to get on the green from 50 yards, you know what I mean? That you're taking away two shots on a hole. Whether and then if you're hitting in from 130 and you might leave it like just right or just left, now you got like a two yard chip, not a 42 yard chip. Those shots are hard for everybody, and you you don't see a lot of the professional guys hit those shots. Why? Because they're hard. Those are the hardest shots to control. We saw that. I think it was hole eight. Was that was that the par three that was like two fifty at the US Open? I think so. Yeah, I think it was hole eight. And like the guys were trying to hit it in the bunker because that's because they wouldn't have been able. The guys who hit it behind the bunker were were making bogeys, you know, and the guys in the bunker were making pars because hitting a shot from. 26 yards is not something that these guys do. 66 yards, 46 yards. There's just not the distances because that's the, it's just too hard. It's too hard to figure out your, to judge your distances and control the ball from the, from that distance. So I think if you're struggling from a 50 yarder or 40 yarder, well, then you hit the ball too far off the tee. So take, go down a club, go to, you know, hit a hybrid or, or a long iron or whatever, whichever club you feel more comfortable hitting, hit that out there instead of hitting your, driver you know 228 or 235 or whatever you're hitting it like hit your hybrid 200 and now you're gonna have a 90 yard shot which might be like a full 56 or something for you you know mm-hmm. i don't know just don't listen no, to me. i'm, not, I'm not it's an idea yeah um uh besides golfing at one of the most beautiful courses in the world um I shot seventy nine, which was amazing. Had a couple birdies on the back nine, or the back, which was the front, um, for me. But I've had too many good rounds this year, and I my handicap is now a single digit. <laughs> I finally got what to a my,
0: fucking problem to have, ladies and gentlemen.
1: I finally got to nine to nine point eight. I think I'm at currently, and uh, it sucks. It sucks because now I give everybody shots. Like for half the holes. I'm not that good. I'm not. Or or worse. Two shots on some holes. Fuck that. Handicaps are stupid. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. If you guys made it to the end of this episode, uh, Jerome's going to tell you what you can do now.
0: All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Hit the follow button. Hit the bell in the corner so that you get notifications when we're posting our videos. Uh, check us out on the rest of the social medias, the TikToks, the Instagrams, the Twitters, uh, interact with us. We want to hear from you. We want to interact with you. Uh, we appreciate comments that you guys make. Uh, I know I go in there and I try and like all the comments and, uh, you know, if anybody, nobody's ever said anything directly to me, but you know, I'm always willing to answer a question or, you know, chat about anything. So, uh, thank you so much for listening and, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more. Yeah, and if you built something cool with Legos, we'd throw that in there too. You
1: yeah. Uh, that's Whenever awesome. Jerome and I are doing, you know, just our group shows, we talk about the most random shit. So figured Legos I today. I didn't know you made all those weird Lego things, man. I had you I had you pinned for something, but I didn't think it was Legos.
0: I, I'm a I'm I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you are. Yeah. Right. Let's get the fuck out of here.